welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Hello Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends, you're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as The Talk Show for Talkers. We look forward to your comments, your questions, your suggestions. Any feedback you have is grist to the mill for us here on the irishtalkers.com. We love to get your suggestions. You can also listen to previous shows on our website, irishtalkers.com, and we also publish the public speaking weekly. This comes out every Friday. It's a roundup of links from the internet. It's all about Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership. So look out for the newspaper link on our website. My name is Ted Melamphy, and I'm joined again this week by the prolific, persuasive, personable Paul O'Malley. Welcome, listeners. It could be a pleasure to be listened to by you. On this week's show, we have that usual eclectic mix that we have every week. We have a word of the day. We have a thought for the week. We will have a guest speaker tomorrow, come in tomorrow at four o'clock to listen to that guest. And that guest is a gentleman. So I'm not going to tell you any more than that, except that it's a gentleman that you will find very, very interesting. I'm going to give you what my thought for the week is. I want you to think about this, and Paul and I then will have something to say about it. This is the quote, Life is short, break the rules, forgive quickly, kiss slowly, love truly, laugh uncontrollably, (laughs) and never regret anything that makes you smile. And that was given to us by... The incredible Mark Twain, I'm going to give it to you again. Life is short. Break the rules. Forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Love truly. Laugh uncontrollably. And never regret anything that makes you smile. Your thoughts, Mr. O'Malley? Why would anybody regret something that makes them smile. I suppose if you knocked somebody down as they were crossing the road, rolled over them and killed them and smiled, you'd be a real weirdo. And that would be breaking the rules of the road. That would be completely not what Mark Twain was talking about. Genuine smiling, like I did when I heard the phrase, break the rules. I thought, I've just been reading a new set of rules that have been just published for Toastmasters. I might mention it later on. And I thought, break the rules? Is that what Mark Twain is urging us to do? I think it's th- there's some really nice things in there, but laughing uncontrollably, that's a terrific thing. That reminds me of yoga laughter. I thought you were practicing yoga laughter there, Ted. I might. Well, off you go. Well- laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> <not>. <laughs> 
fue el don resplendent Lee I heard you had your audience in stitches that night is that true no all the stitches were had been taken out they were fully recovered <laughs> they were absolutely bubbling they behaved brilliantly after that and that's what it's all about trying to get people to behave brilliantly trying to behave with all the brilliance that they have inside isn't that right well, I'm going to throw you a table topic now. I'm going to test your, your, your memory and your knowledge. Were they misbehaving before you got them to laugh? Oh, of course they were. <laughs> they were all misbehaviorites. And I could see that the minute I saw them, I started to laugh at them. And I said, look, we'll get these people to wake up. So I just laughed at them. It's an old trick. I remember being trained on how to do yoga laughter years ago. We all know, and Mark, Twain, he said more things there. Of course, we, you and I, we're focusing on the laughter, laughing uncontrollably, because it's such a pleasant thing to do. And I'd say all the listeners have been laughing at the ridiculousness of you and I laughing at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Very good. But what I think is <laughs> You're a hooted. That was a really rough story that you told last night. I want to give you a word of the week, Ted. But it's a long word. You'll need your pencil for it. Are you okay. ready? It's resplendent. I'll have to spell it. R-E-S-P-L-E-N-D-E-N-T. Resplendent. And it means shining brightly. So when you put on your dress, that beautiful yellow dress, brighter than a buttercup, and you come down to dinner in the evening, it's possible for somebody to say to you, Ted, you look resplendent this evening. That is, you know, you're really shining brightly. It's a splendid word. And there's some connection between resplendent and splendid. So I got a little quiz for you, Ted, this week. I won't ask you which century it is, but which do you think came first? Splendid or resplendent? Splendid. Splendid. Oh, you see. And I think it was splendid, splendid of you to, to, to picture me in, in a yellow dress brighter than a buttercup. I was of the opinion, Paul, that you were speaking to the audience when you mentioned the yellow dress. You better clear that little anomaly up now that... I never go around dressed in dresses. Everything I do on the talk show for talkers is for the listeners. It's not for you or for yeah, me. You, said, you remember you'd look lovely in a yellow dress. I'm mm -hmm. getting worried about you. Probably. And I was seriously then <laughs> talking to the members of the audience who wouldn't normally wear a yellow dress, but they would be resplendent in it. The other thing is that when somebody's made a speech that is really crackling and with 
fire and energy. It's good to call that. That was a resplendent speech. It's a good word because it will sound a little bit like splendid, even though, surprise, surprise, it came before resplendent came before splendid. Resplendent came before splendid. Yes, resplendent came first. It's a 15th century word and splendid is a 16th century word. Oh, I thought splendid would have come first. Yeah, that's interesting. See, that's the weird thing about words, really. They both come out of a Latin origin, but Mm -hmm. in the English language, resplendent came along first. That's according to the major research I did before the show today in Webster's Dictionary. And Webster's would be one of the authorities and things such as that, yeah. Yeah, it's a very useful dictionary. Now, resplendent uh, is a lovely word, and I, I think you can see where it would come from splendid. Well, you could perhaps, uh, the way we're talking, you think that splendid came from resplendent, but the truth is that both of them came from a Latin word, splendere or something like that. I, I didn't uh, remember what that was. But it's the kind of thing you want to be happening at Toastmasters meetings. You want people to be dressed and have an appearance that is, wow, this is a good place to be. So you want people to, you know, however they dress, you want them to give a really good impression of themselves. True. And secondly, with the vivacity of the words and the color of the language, you want what they have to say to be described as resplendent. And that was a lovely word you used there, the vivacity. That's a lovely word as well. Yeah, they're quite handy words to have, words that are a little bit out of the ordinary in order to lift the the attention, really, of the people listening. I think I have to congratulate you. I think that is a splendid word to have as our word of the week this week, resplendent. That fits very nicely in. And I want to ask you, Paul, what will you be discussing on segment three? I'm going to be talking about an event that is going to happen shortly in Toastmasters. Some club officers are going to be installed with a ceremony. So the installation of club officers in a ceremonial way. That's what I'm going to talk about. That brings this segment to a nice close because, of course, tomorrow we'll have our guest. See you then. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.